What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 105. Today with my guest, Mr. Brad Cox, from the Mouthful of Graffiti Podcast, otherwise known as The Mog, as he's been calling it. Uh, He's been hosting his show out of Baltimore, a little bit up to the north side of the city, I would say. So he's got a little bit different perspective on what all has been happening up there and uh, some of the different artists that have come on. Um, he's been playing in bands himself, by the sound of it, since about 1998. So it was cool to hear uh, about some of the things that he's seen change over the years. And um, I was able to feature one of his band's songs on here. Uh, it's called Cross and Crown by Veterans Avenue. It's up on Spotify and all that stuff. So if you like it, uh, you can definitely consider subscribing to them or the MOG itself. Um, I'll add the links to the episode notes so you can find it there. But uh, yeah, other than that, uh, of course, uh, thanks for listening and supporting local music yourself. Uh, hopefully you're doing all right out there. Wherever you're listening, staying safe, staying sane, staying warm maybe. Maybe even gearing up to go someplace tropical. Who knows? If you are, I'm uh, definitely jealous. Um, on the note of talking about warmer weather, um, summer certainly can't come soon enough uh, the first festival for this podcast will be june 4th at fishhead cantina in baltimore i have about 20 bands so pretty stoked on that and uh, definitely going to keep mentioning it and then uh, last but not least uh, this podcast is partially brought to you by truly strings guitar shop based in laurel maryland uh, i take all my guitars there when they need a little tune-up and uh, Steven is a super passionate luthier and definitely great at what he does. So you can definitely find uh, Truly Strings on Instagram and follow them if you want to kind of see what he does. But yeah, that is about it. So we'll get to the interview now with Brad Cox of The Mog. Yeah, Brad, absolutely, man. How you doing? Can't complain, you know. Uh, I've been checking <laughs> out your podcast a little bit, um, you know, trying to keep tabs on it. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, first thing I noticed, obviously, is it's uh, high energy, which is like kind of the opposite <laughs> of mine, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's kind of the way I roll typically. Maybe, yeah. maybe too much. I could probably dial it back a hair, but I don't. I also don't want it to come across like I'm not excited. So. Yeah. I, and I also think it's kind of the way I talk in general. No, just to be you, you know. But yeah. I just that was the first thing that jumped out at me, I guess, because I listen 
to, I'd say, I don't know, a fair amount of podcasts. And uh, it's cool. It has a different format, so it, like, stands out a little bit more, you know? Yeah, man. Yours is great, too. You're up to, what, like 100 episodes now or, or more? Yeah. They, uh, they added up quick. Um, I, I don't think people realize how much work goes into it, either. Yeah, or how much work can go, too, as well. It's like sometimes you can be a little lazy, maybe, about it, but... Um, I know, like, for instance, with the amount of polish you have on yours, there's probably spending at least a couple hours per episode, if not more. Yeah. So, um, I try I, to get out all the ums and the dead air and all that stuff. Now I've started yeah. getting to the point where I feel like that's interrupting the flow a little bit, you know? Yeah. I feel like, uh, certain people talk about that sometimes. It's like, do you just let it be or do you try to trim it or, uh, fine tune it or whatever it is? And then yours also has a bunch of like music and stuff in the background as well, which I realize, you know, takes a little extra time too. Yeah. Um, a, lot, so. a lot of sound effects with horses and birds. Yeah. And... <laughs> so that's cool. I'll, uh, I'll occasionally add like, I don't know, a random sensor in if I think it's more on the comedy side of things than anything. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I barely listen to the conversation through and then sometimes i'm like oh wow we were we were too drunk or high or whatever <laughs> and it didn't just didn't really work great so i gotta you know find the sweet spots so right um whatever it is but yeah no it sounds super pro and i'm uh happy to talk to you and just i don't know like i said virtually meet i know it's probably uh the way things go more often than not now but and we'll um, have to join forces at some point and do one like you're talking about that'd be cool yeah, I mean, at this point, I've done a, a couple split episodes or something, whatever you want to call them, where talking to other podcasters, and I'm like, I don't care if it's uh, our episode, I mean, your episode, my episode, or if like we somehow just split the conversation in half, just kind of share yeah. audiences that way. Um, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, I guess your backstory is uh, you're up 95 from me, a touch. Obviously, we don't need to go into our exact uh, mailing addresses here, but I'm more or less uh, south of Baltimore, and it seems like you're more or less north of it. Yeah, so, yeah. It's um, kind of funny because, I mean, I don't really know this for sure. It's kind of speculative, but I guess the people you talk to are more to that side of the city because it seems like the people that I talk to are either this side of the city or maybe more D.C. I, I don't know. It just kind of depends. Or Annapolis, actually. It's kind yeah. of a mixed bag. I do tend to try to do it like this if they are too far out because I don't want it to take up their whole entire day. Yeah. Um, but it's been kind of a smattering. But you're right. It's it's more probably Baltimore and North yeah. at this point. I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And you've been doing it since like June of 21? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just started doing it. Actually, I went on to uh, this podcast called Harford County Living. Nice. And I was there to kind of talk about my books and the guy was like he, he's got like 300 podcasts under his belt and he's like hey man have you ever considered doing a podcast yeah. and i'm like no nah, man i'm not doing a podcast and i went yeah. home and my wife was like you're doing a podcast you'd be great i was like mm -hmm. i guess i'm doing a podcast and i did a couple and i didn't really know what to do i i always said that i felt like i sounded like a guy that's imitating what he thinks a dj sounds like and then it kind of became funny. Like this guy was like, you sound like Jason Sudeikis from Grand Theft Auto or something like, or Jason Sudeikis doing Grand Theft Auto. I was like, well, that's going to be my voice then. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I mean, besides the the general uh, enthusiasm, uh, I figure you're probably also maybe a singer too. I wasn't yeah. sure in your band, so that obviously helps for sure. Get that uh, yeah. you know loud speaking voice going. Yeah. So. I'm hoping to get out there playing again soon. It all started with the band Schizo Calypso, and that was back in like 1998. Gotcha. And that went on forever. And um, then there was We Love the Underground, which probably if you were familiar with any of the projects, it would have been that one. That that kind of like uh, went on for about four years. And now it's Veteran Avenue, where I'm kind of like trying to pull all these different people I've played with over the years or wanted to play with in one spot. Yeah. Um, when was your last show of either band? Yeah, so the last show was actually, uh, well, there was an acoustic show at Black Eyed Susie's during the pandemic. It was just, but it was just acoustic. But the last full band show, I think was, I think it was ni- or 2019 with Schizo Calypso. It was a Buck Cherry show. We were opening oh, wow. for that. Yeah. Nice. Power plant or something like that? Uh, yeah, it was soundstage. Yeah. Cool. So. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I feel like maybe you kind of came at the uh, this podcasting thing from a, a different social vantage point, which would be like um, you kind of like already knew people, maybe uh, what right. you've seen over the years, and I yeah. just felt like maybe again, kind of the opposite of that, where it was like I don't feel like I actually know as many people as I could, even as many people as I've played with like um mutually in bands and stuff so it's like it seems like an easy way to just kind of i don't know catch up with them and actually make friends instead of kind of loosely know somebody by acquaintance you know yeah i think the podcasts are kind of like you remember shows like noise in the basement like matt um, davis noise in the basement yeah yeah i never went to one but obviously uh, i was well uh commercialized there on 98 rock for a while yeah, and it's kind of like we're, I feel like we're filling that gap a little bit. We're giving like these artists a platform to talk about their music. And um, I, I've actually really enjoyed it because while I'm not doing the, the band, live band thing, this is kind of giving me something else to do until that starts back up. So, yeah. No, yeah. it's great. And like I said, I think you're doing a pretty good job at it. Um, I think, too. You are, like, too, man. You're doing a great job. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't plan on doing 100 episodes or more. I honestly <laughs> thought maybe I'd give it up after like three or four. But they, like I said, the more I do it, the more it's like a networking thing. If anything, it's just like, oh, all right, cool. So we're uh, you're doing this, and um, hey, maybe I can uh, hook you up with um, somewhere I'm playing or something like yeah. that. And then um, it's even morphed into like trying to do festivals, I guess, at this point. Which is kind of my next uh, extension, I would say, of of doing all this and pulling people together. Yeah, so what would you do? You would go there and then you would just kind of interview people there on the spot and then kind of cut that into an episode or? Well, um, no, I meant just like, uh, like for instance, this summer I'm doing um, a festival with bands from the podcast or former guests, wow. I guess. And uh, I had been kind of playing with that idea for the last couple years since I started it because... Um, you know, obviously I don't want to lose a bunch of money on the whole deal. So I've been doing like backyard parties and stuff like that to try to like, you know, put, just test the waters and see if uh, people show up. And, you know, obviously it seems like everybody wants to play. So this year is going to be like the first, I don't know, real one, if you will. Um, 
So going for like 20 bands instead of 10. And yeah. if, if that doesn't crash and burn, then um, I'll try to, you know, make it a annual or semi-annual sort of deal. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's 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 kind of like the next step, you know, you're like, what, yeah. what else can I do with this? Well, you've already branded it. So now it's like you're kind of becoming a booking agent, right? At least for that. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to be able to like book my own stuff for, for my uh, regular band. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see where where it goes. I don't have a I don't have a venue, so <laughs> at least not a. Talk to uh, maybe Nick Ellison at Zen West. He'd probably be a good one to, to reach out to. Or Kevin Hawk. You know, any yeah. of those guys. Good fit. Yeah, I've ran into Nick before. I don't think I've met Kevin yet, um, but I know at least obviously a couple people I think in his circle. So. Cool. And you've got a band too. You've got the Hollow Truths, which I, I was checking out while I was out running today. Very cool, yeah, like awesome. kind of alt rock. Yeah, but, it's uh, like uh, I say, it's like modern '90s, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Just... Dispensary Kid almost had like a sublime feel to it, but like if you were like kind of to amp it up with some energy. Yeah, I'm a guitar maybe player. Maybe just the content. Yeah, I feel like I'm really more of a guitar player than anything, so I always try to add some kind of like you know guitar related riff or solo or whatever thing yeah so, um that's cool but uh yeah i was checking out your stuff as well i was just trying to see how far it all kind of goes back at least on spotify which is i don't know i feel like where i always go to um but at least with schizo you're going back to like 2016 and it looked like we love the other underground was about the same is is that actually the case, or is there like more stuff on Bandcamp that I'm not seeing? Or yeah, just... all of the all the schizo stuffs on Bandcamp, and that does go back to '98. But what happened was uh, there was a trademark um, debacle in 2017 right with this guy. He trademarked the the word schizo, and then he went about taking all of our music down. Wow. So I won the lawsuit recently, and I'm just slowly getting the music back up. Um, I'm up to about 2000 at this point. Um, and basically what we're doing is we're taking the old records that we recorded on like reels even, and we're mm -hmm. just remastering them. So it's like now, now it's kind of a second bite at the apple. We can re put the music up, maybe make it sound a little bit better. Yeah. And I was still, yeah. but yeah, schizo goes back to 98. Um, and underground started in 2009. I think the first record was 2011 and then a veteran Avenue started in 2018. Right on. But yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, whatever you want for to feature on this episode, obviously I will. Um, I wasn't sure which band or uh, or which song. Yeah, so um, probably uh, any of the songs. Well, let me let me think here. So basically what's going on right now is I'm releasing three EPs. Uh, it started back in November, just released okay. the third one and the album for veteran avenue comes out on february 2nd so right on. um the the video i sent you for cross and crown would be a great one to feature okay uh yeah i could certainly wait till um till february 2nd to release this if you wanted but i, I, don't, know I don't think it, be, it might be good uh promo for it honestly all right cool so well, the album happy, will basically have a couple new tracks happy to stoke the flames a little bit mm. uh how many how many guys or girls or people or reptilians do you have uh in the band right now 
I, I think it's 10 reptilians. Um, no, it's, uh, it's a lot of people, man. I, I, I don't even know at this point. It's probably 15, 20 people that have been a part of this. Nice. Um, basically what would happen is I would write a song and then I'd reach out to a drummer and say, Hey, you want to play drums on this track? Re reach out to a guitar player, yeah. um, play some leads. You want to play some bass and just kind of almost form bands around each song. Huh. Um, I did a, a couple solo tracks, but that, that was kind of the premise of veteran Avenue. And it was a play on words. I used to live on veteran Avenue in Hollywood gotcha. and I felt like yeah, all these people I'd play with were kind of like veterans in their own right. So it just made sense. Veteran Avenue. Yeah, it's cool, man. I feel like, you know, in, in my limited time kind of doing this stuff, um, yeah, the longer you play, like, the more each band becomes uh, a little bit uh, helter-skelter or like, yes. a, like a mercenary feel, um, unless you got your, your core friends or whoever. But, yeah, it probably provides a pretty good amount of, I don't know, different sounds and influences to everything. So, it's sure, that's fun. Yeah, that's one of the... Yeah, one of the things I pride myself on really is the fact that I've probably just with Schizo alone had 20, 25 band members throughout the years. And yeah. we're all still friends, all of us. And, yeah. you know, yeah. then you have like, you, there's people out there that every single band they're in, they seem to get, this. Uh, they don't get along with anybody. So yeah. it's like, yeah. well, maybe the common denominator is you. <laughs> yeah, that's a definitely a rabbit hole you could go into right. it. I never quite understood when people want to burn bridges over something right. like a band because although it, you know, friends, arguably family, it's like, you know, come next summer when we're all booking gigs again, we might want to play together again. So are you right. sure you want to like be this upset? I mean, I don't know. Everybody to each their own, but it, it's just kind of funny. In our professional lives, the person could end up being your boss. You never know. You never know yeah. who's who's going to know who. So yeah. So I don't know. Obviously, I try to uh, harbor no ill intentions when things break up because I'm like, you just never know what's going to happen down the road. Um, that is funny though that someone could trademark schizo, like right as a term or as a band. Like I, that sucks. Guy. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. It laughs> That's rough. It, it didn't just affect me. And and that was 13 yeah. albums and EPs. This affected, like, I found three other schizo bands. And yeah. you have to think about it. Like, back in, like, 1990, I guess it was six when I actually thought of it. But, like, back back then, there was not Google. It wasn't like you could be like, oh, Google. Oh, well, there's, all, yeah. there's like, 20,000 schizo bands. We're not going to do that. Back then, there was nobody, you know? And schizo calypso yeah. in and of itself is like, okay, there's still not another schizo calypso. It's a terrible band name, but it's my terrible band name. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't even know, like, what style of music does that lend itself to? Is it metal? Is it funk? Like, what is it? Yeah. But anyway, it's mine, and I wasn't going to put up with it. It was really like, I'm not going to be bullied, is really what it came down to. So, yeah, got to dox them. That's what the kids would do now. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Have the internet bully them for you, you know? Yeah. 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 Hopefully you haven't got too much uh, hate mail for your show. Uh, I don't feel like I've gotten in too much so far on my end. I was always kind of wondering, like, if I might piss somebody off um, out there on the internet. But so far, I feel like, I, I don't know. Haven't stepped on Have too many any? toes. Have you um, gotten some? I feel like I've occasionally, 
I wouldn't say pissed off a guest, but they have uh, later said that they just don't want the interview on the internet, uh, either due to something they said usually or just some topic. And it's just like, I'm like, cool, I'll, no problem, I'll take it down. But I'm also like, you know, you know how these things go with editing. It's like, it takes 30 seconds also to sprinkle in uh, a little snippet or something that you don't want. But yeah, just I don't know. There's there's been some funny stories. One of them was a guy who uh, later went on a dating website um, after the podcast had been out a little while, and it got to the point where I guess uh, a few of the people that he went on dates with um, had taken like legitimate notes. I think one girl came to the dinner with like a full sheet of notes on like the episode and like questions to ask. So he was okay. like, yeah, I, I don't think I can have this on the internet anymore. It's getting too intense. <laughs> I'm like, I'm That's like, good for you, though. You got that viewership then. I mean, people are listening. I know. It was like, but dude, the streams. Think of the streams. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Your dating life comes secondary. Come on, man. You know this. He's in a band. So, but I, uh, I couldn't win that argument. Well. So. I don't think we've I don't think we've covered any embarrassing ground at this point. So, no, not yet. We can we can try to dig if we have to. But Fair enough. No. <laughs> Whatever the people want. Um. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Random tangent. One of the podcasts. Um, another local one that somebody's been doing uh, around here is Ray Roden. I don't know if you've ever crossed paths with him, but mm-hmm. he started one, um, and I thought. I told him at the time, I was like, dude, I think you'd be, you know, just your good socialite to, to run one. And his is all on like the restaurant industry. Oh, cool. But obviously he plays music around here in, uh, in Baltimore. And I don't know. I was just telling him, I was like, that's cool. I don't know. People are trying this, different stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a great way to, uh, not only network, but also there's a girl, there's a girl like, um, I think her name's Food to Go, Megan, maybe. But anyway, she now gets to go to these restaurants. She takes some pictures of the food, does a quick review. And it's like she's got a huge following now. So it's kind of it is cool to tap into a niche. Yeah, it's awesome. Are you trying to do anything else, I guess, Um, either with your music, promoting it um, or with the podcast? I mean, I noticed just listening, you have a few sponsors, at least, which seems pretty cool. Um, well, I came from a marketing background, so I knew a lot of these businesses. I, I worked okay. at the Baltimore Sun for years. I so these are um, people that are not just uh, acquaintance. Well, they're, they're friends, too. So yeah. um, that, that was kind of the idea. And I just tried to pick businesses that I thought were a good fit. Like there's a record store, there's a brewery, you know, yeah. things that would marry yeah. well with music. So, But yeah, as far as what I want to do with it after this, I, I think really what I want to do is kind of start limiting the episodes to maybe one or two a month, a uh, li- little less aggressive than three a week, because that was insane. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, just kind of start focusing back on getting out there playing music, because that's really what I want to get back out there doing. I kind of did this to parlay, you know, yeah. what was going on with COVID. I'm sure it's helping you. And, I mean, obviously, summer's still a little ways out. It feels much farther away in this this time of winter. Um, probably than it actually is, but um, are you booking up anything yet, or are you still uh, still kind of waiting in the weeds? Yeah, 
Uh, Nick Ellison, uh, again, of um, Zen West, he's really been bugging me for like eight years to do a schizo show. And since the trademark lawsuit is over, uh, actually, as of June 4th, uh, we we won the trademark. Um, I'm thinking about actually doing like, I guess it would be kind of like a reunion show. I don't think that the band has any intention of really doing another full length album and run a shows, but we might do a show coming up in, in, in April if, if everything works out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll be happy to drop a line then too to help maybe promote it or just throw a little flyer up. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate I'll be, that. I'll be over there this weekend, actually, incidentally. Um, but I think there's two bookers um, for Zen West. I think there's Nick and Brian, I believe. But uh, that's a that's a different barrel of monkeys. Um, so. Uh, I guess I don't know I was just going to say uh, you pretty much covered uh, your background a little bit as far as like occupationally um, I know just loosely on my end of things for the uh, podcast I generally just kind of ask people what they're doing outside of music obviously to make a living because probably only like three or four people I've talked to I would say are, are really full time in it out there as their their primary income but um i don't know if you want to really talk about that or not um, that's fine I, I handle marketing for events at a community college so it's yeah. kind of in my wheelhouse already uh mm-hmm. with you know, i feel like anybody that's in a band at this point or has been in a band within the past five ten years they should be able to just bypass college and be just handed a marketing degree because in order to like really survive in this climate, you have to know how to market yourself. Everybody knows how to market themselves. You know, if they didn't, they can look at other people's walls and figure out what other people are doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like an extension of what I was already doing. Um, kind of had some like weird like uh, pitfalls. So I had like basically what was it like? Um, hmm. I guess it was eight years of sales experience with the Baltimore Sun. And then I went to patch.com, which was kind of like the digital version of the paper. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up in banking doing home equities and life insurance for like four and a half years, which was like the worst thing ever. Um, And then parlayed that into uh, a a job at Five Stars, which was another marketing company, and then got the job at the college. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good fit. Yeah. I guess my general um, inclination from listening to your show is, you know, obviously it seems like you're a pretty good, like, resource for uh, younger bands um, listening who, you know, might not have been around as long. I mean, you said you've been doing this since 98, I guess. So, I mean, uh, how do you feel like, you know, the promotional aspect has changed? Uh, Is it better or worse? Or, I mean, I know people have different opinions, but... Yeah, I, I miss the mystique of the whole thing. Like it used to yeah. be like I'd print out about 10, 15, 11 by 17s, get a bunch of flyers, you're taping the stuff at like Guitar Center, record and tape traders, whatever. And people would see the branding and they would see like the image. And I don't know, they, it, it kind of created a scene unto itself where people, if they wanted to see the band, they had to come see the band. But now yeah. we're all so accessible that it's kind of like, ah, I'm watching, I'm sure there'll be clips on YouTube or somebody will be streaming the show or I just saw what Brad was doing this afternoon for lunch. Like it's, it's so, um, it's just lost a lot of the mystique. So 
that I that I don't like, but I do like the fact that you can get music out so easily. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. The DistroKid accounts is only 40 bucks a year or whatever and release as much as you want. Right. Uh, yeah, um, I, I guess my general feeling, um, and maybe it's easy to feel this way being in music as opposed to uh, maybe being, you know, just going out to the shows as much in the audience, but like, I guess it just seems like there's more of a saturation of bands than there are, you know, crowds um and again it's probably easy to say from my perspective when you know uh definitely not playing to big crowds or anything like that but you know part of putting together a podcast like a lot of people do like yourself is i feel like you know to just try to try to keep that scene whatever it is there um keep it going a little um and i I don't know. I was just curious how much it's changed. I've listened to your show and, and other people's show. Um, I think I was listening to like uh, Jimmy's Chicken Shack or Jimmy Ha talking uh, the other day about just like, I don't know, the, the way shows have changed even over the last 20, 30 years or whatever it's been in Baltimore. I mean, there's definitely certain um, bookers and promoters that do a really good job of um, it, having making sure that there's people in the room whether you bring people or not mm -hmm. so you know it could just be kind of like an amalgamation of bands but it's still people to get your music out in front of and that was a little bit different because back in the day it was basically you were your own kind of scene and you yeah. made latch on a couple bands but you weren't aware of all the bands you had no idea so it was basically either people in your hometown or people that you met at other shows um but you know now it's a little bit different where it's like if you book a show, you know, a lot of the guys have kind of got the formula worked out. They've got it figured out and you're not going to be playing for an empty room. Probably you still got to sell some tickets, you know, oh, you yeah, guys even if you do your part and try to push the show. But I feel like there's a little bit less pressure. I, I don't know that I've played a bad show really in the past seven, eight years. So it's been where you play the most these days. Other than, uh, I guess you mentioned Soundstage and uh, Zen West. It was basically, um, I guess, Ram's Head, Metro Gallery, Soundstage, Angels Rock Bar. Um, those were kind of the main ones. Like, I, yeah. back in the day, it was like Wrecker, Fletcher's, um, Sonar, all those clubs. They're all gone, except for Wrecker, which is back. Um, so uh, that's another thing that's changed, just watching kind of the evolution where it's like, these were the rooms and now yeah. these rooms yeah. don't even exist. Mm -hmm. It's hard to even imagine that. Yeah. I mean, just from what I see on Instagram and then obviously what I'm trying to do myself with the podcast is like, it seems to be like the age of the DIY festival is starting to, uh, starting to become a little bit more prominent. Just looking at the, the slightly mid range successful bands around here. It's like, Everybody starting to get their own, you know, thing going as far as that goes, inviting all their friends and trying to make make something happen. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that evolves, you know. Yeah. Maybe that'll get uh, everybody's collective scene going a little bit more. Um, yeah. I was listening to your, uh, your episode there with uh, Frankie G. Uh, yeah. Or Frank... Uh, I can never say his last name. Krucholsky. Yeah, damn it. 
I, uh, I talked to him on my show, so I should probably know that, but I forgot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, that was a, a fun conversation that you had with him. I think he's down in Austin now, probably. Um, he was around here, but yeah, he's everywhere. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned, uh, making it actually, I forget if it was you or him, but making it through the, uh, pandemic sober or being sober for like the last two years or more. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just figured I would say, uh, congrats on that. If, if that was you or if that was him, I, I don't I think it was both remember. of us actually. That's probably what it was, but I don't know. I'm trying to do a little dry January here myself. I know, uh, as you get a little older, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. it uh, starts to catch up with you a little bit more. So. Yeah, what I noticed was the first couple of days of the pandemic, I was every single night I was drinking to the point of like, not yeah. really like getting drunk, sleeping in the bathtub drunk was really what usually happened. But um, it was just like, this is going to be really bad if this goes on for another 16 to 18 months, which it did. Yeah. So um, I just decided at a point I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it because I know my I, I know my personality and it'll yeah. get out of hand. So it was really like the longest stint that I'd been sober since I was like 15, like at this point. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and yeah. it's impressive. it doesn't get easier. You know, I'll tell you that it, it, yeah. it's you can't break those associations. Like you go to the beach or you go to. Uh, vacation with friends or family and there's certain things that you remember doing in the past and you kind of want to relive that and you you have to like I, i'm getting a coke you can get a coke anywhere so that's yeah. kind of what i do yeah. i got you no i mean like i said um it's uh it's it's good for us uh heathens to have people like yourself to uh to look up to because uh i always feel like i'm trending in that direction can never quite uh swear it off completely i guess how old are you? Um, I am 31, I think. Okay, so <laughs> you're entering like that zone where it's like yeah. it starts taking longer and longer to recover and you start losing right. more and more time. Exactly. And as you get older, you start feeling like that that sense of urgency. Like I, I, I'm losing too much of my life doing this. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. have, I don't have two or three days to lose. So exactly. I, I, yeah. the, the energy factor is, uh, is real, you know? Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I like to try out those, uh, non-alcoholic beers too. It's funny because there's so many, yeah, there's so many breweries these days. And sometimes when you go through the, uh, the dry spells or whatever, it's, it's like, huh, I mean, this is kind of like playing with fire, but honestly it, uh, it scratches the itch in a lot of ways. And it's like, oh, don't really need, uh, you know, even playing out, playing a show or whatever. Sometimes bartenders just like. Oh yeah, here you go. Take a Heineken Zero. Good for you. And it's like you only have to run a tab up. It's like a little bonus, you know. Right. That the Heineken course. Zero is not bad, uh, but there's yeah. a lot of really great companies out there. For one, Dogfish Head has their own. Um, what is it? Uh, Athletic Brewing Company. It's not like the days yeah. of like yeah. your only option is Coors Cutter or yeah. whatever. It's yeah. there are some good ones. Yeah, it, I don't think I've had the Dogfish one yet. Um, but it's funny. I, th- I still think my favorite non-alcoholic beer is uh, is Bush. <laughs> just really like Bush Light, but it's non-alcoholic. It's I don't know. It just really it scratches the itch, man. I I All really right. like light beer and like especially in the summer. Sometimes yeah. I'm like you know you're sweating and like nothing's better than a cold beer. But like you don't really 
you're, I don't know, when you're younger or whatever it is, you, you think you need the alcohol part of it too. And maybe you do, I don't know. But I found that like, the, I don't, it's like, man, I, I really want that beer, but like, I don't necessarily need the alcohol. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of funny. I think that what I've learned from all this is that like, I wasn't really, it wasn't the alcohol I wanted. I yeah. wanted the memories and the experiences, yeah. you know, but then it's like counterproductive because you don't remember anything that you did anyway. Yeah. There's definitely a balance. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I also feel like the longer you play music too, you do want to remember like, especially good shows, but you also don't, uh, I don't know, tense up or whatever it is as much. Like it's, I don't know. You don't feel like you need to loosen up maybe as much. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe, every, go ahead. I was going to say that we used to be that band that like we would get smashed in the back and then we'd go out and play. And then we'd watch the video of the show at the end of the night and we'd continue drinking and we would just think it was brilliant. And then the yeah. next morning we'd wake up and watch it again and be like, that was terrible. We were terrible. And for whatever reason, we just thought, no, nah, it sounds great, man. Yeah, another beer. And then the next morning you're like, no, this is awful. We should be embarrassed. We need to rebook that show or play something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, do you have any uh, big episodes you feel like coming up next that you're excited about? I mean, I guess you probably don't talk about uh, who's on the back burner necessarily till it's out. Um, but if you do, I'm just curious. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and that may be a way that we can actually help each other out a little bit because... I feel like it's good to have these platforms and uh, like, yeah. if I get a guest that I feel like would be, uh, you know, maybe they're about to put out a record, you know, send them yeah. away or vice yeah. versa. But, um, I did do a, an episode with Brian Wade of best Ascension. Um, cool. I mean, great, great musician. He was in blind rhetoric. I've got, um, wild whispers, which is Megan Lay's group. And we just did that one. So, um, some of them I'm holding because, uh, they have like, songs that they they're going to premiere later and i don't yeah. want to release it before they do that but yeah i got you um that's all i've got really at, the, at this point in the can um I, I took a break and because like running the events i'm working every weekend so it was like all these things that i booked out in advance i i was canceling episodes left and right so yeah it's always a bummer when you got to do that but yeah uh fortunately with all these uh video chat apps it's pretty damn convenient to uh get people on the line i feel like i uh i talked to howie from ballyhoo the other day which was uh pretty cool i was like i definitely didn't quite uh expect to be able to get you get you on but uh it was great that it you know he was cool enough to make it happen but it wouldn't happen without all these uh without the convenience i don't think for sure did you do it the same way that was like a Zoom like this? Yeah, it was the same deal. Um, except uh, I think on that episode I forgot to like turn the mic on or something on my end. Uh, like I, I don't know, it was a pretty bad fail, but um, I still managed to get some audio. So uh, it was crazy. I did an episode at the podcast studio um, on on Five North Main Street in Bel Air, and it it was with Kevin Hawk, and they were basically testing out like. It was this room that had like five cameras. So it looked really nice. Yeah, I just can't yeah. afford to do it often. But 
um, they forgot to turn my mic on. So we have this like really, I mean, it's kind of weird because you watch the episode and you're like, I don't know what sounds wrong because enough of me was coming through him, yeah. but something was yeah. definitely wrong. And then Tony Corelli listened to it and he was like, yeah, they didn't, they didn't turn your mic on, Brad. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely happens. Um, yeah, I know some of the, uh, I don't know what to call it, the uh, the artists who are putting out um music and all that who are really uh really gunning for the exposure sometimes they'll search you out and search out all the podcasts in the area on their own so um you don't have to do it as much but certainly um i'll spread the word about yours and uh if anybody seems interested that i talk to who wants to do more uh no yeah. skin no skin off my back for sure whenever you get the uh the vanity picture let me know yeah. and then i can Start promoting it like hey you know it's coming out th this date or whatever yeah you know I'll be, I'll be on there um so but yeah i don't know usually i keep these things around 30 45 minutes so kind of wind them down um that's usually what zoom is uh good for beyond yeah. that i i think you actually have to pay for minutes i, I don't know exactly but it, it always says your plan only has 30 minutes i'm like all right, well, we're at about 40 now, so I don't know when if, if it's just going to cut off or what. But Yeah. I've never paid for Zoom. I always thought that, that was yeah. free. Um, but, but, yeah. All right, bro. Um, I guess the other thing is um, I'll probably try to get, like, a T-shirt out to you or something like that. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. Then, yeah, probably going to let you go and uh, make dinner and all that. But, obviously... I'll keep listening to the show. Uh, you've made a you've made a, at least one new real fan who isn't a bot. Um, so, so yeah. I appreciate hopefully, it. hopefully, this isn't the last time we chat. I think uh, maybe, actually, you mentioned February. I could come on your show, maybe. So I'd love that to. Happens, yeah. If it happens, cool. Obviously, if it doesn't, no uh, no problem here. So, um, I'll look forward to it though. All right, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. Have a good night. Me too. Alright, so I want to thank Brad for coming on the show and thank you for listening if you made it this far. Again, the song that you're hearing in its entirety in the background is called Cross and Crown by Veterans Avenue. So yeah, go we'll, uh, we'll check it out and uh, have a good week. See you.
Falling back down to the ground 